And you're listening to The Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from the Asian-American perspective. Everyone, welcome to episode 86 of the Clubcast. The road to 88 continues. We're two away from this most auspicious of podcasts. But no way, didn't we pass 88? No, we're 86. 86 right now. Shut up, really? It's, Am I really overshooting? Okay, I apologize. Anyways, hi. It's Thursday, September the 22nd, 2016. I'm Marvin, and I'm Minji. And we are your hosts for this weekly look at pop culture and Asian America. And this week we've got we've got a full house. Yeah, we does. Special guests all up in this podcasting room. Um, that Minji's not in because she's still in New York. Yeah, I was about to say full house in LA. Has New York destroyed you yet? And we'll get to that in a sec. Joining us this week, returning to the Collabcast, finally, um, fresh off his new album, a very talented musician, violinist. All around cool guy, tech enthusiast, <laughs> Mr. Paul Date. Sometimes yes, PA thank you. on set making. Some, films. Yeah, I'm really happy that I'm here for number 86 because uh, on on the radio that means never mind, cancel, cancel. 86, 86, no, no, no. Yeah, 86. That so it's the canceled podcast. But we, <laughs> we will not How appropriate that I'm here for that. It, it is. Aus- don't make it inauspicious because we we've actually have 86. T- podcast episodes and we will not be doing I mean, that today is that a challenge i mean technically you can, this is like episode 89 or something because there's been like at least three lost podcasts i thought there oh. were two and now planning. it hurts even more you know, there's three there's the one i lost there's the one you lost there's the one we lost at the comedy comedy festival oh no there's the other one you lost too so we're actually shut up okay moving on <laughs> we're gonna go let's talk about all the things and also joining us this week is our new intern Hey, Miss Lily Rugel, how's it going? It's good. Lily is joining us um, from a semester in LA from Emerson College in Boston. Lily is also our associate director for collaboration in Boston, so we got some collab fam in here. Just opened up applications for the Boston team today, I believe. Yeah, they did. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Lily's actually been working with collaboration since she was in high school. Like, how old were you when you joined up? Senior year, so seventeen, eighteen. Oh Holy my gosh. <laughs> So, yeah, Lily, uh, Lily joined up as a writer for the blog when she was still um, in high school and then moved on to Boston where she joined up with the Boston team. And now she's here with us for a semester. So we're trying to convince her to stay in L.A., but we'll see how that goes. Weather's freaking me out. We, we do have a, quite a pull because, you know, several collaboration family members have, have relocated there. Yeah. So this is, this is where you want to be. Except for Minji. She apparently wants to be elsewhere but do you blame her though new york is amazing for periods of time yes especially in september because it's marvelous right now (laughs) all right before we get to the um show i did want to talk a little bit about the crazy shit that's been happening this past couple days especially the past day in general and um just wanted to just um make a note of it before we get on to our you know our, our jokey jokes um 
again, it seems like everything happens all at once and more frequently this time. And, you know, with the the police shootings in Oklahoma and in Charlotte, um, just wanted to, you know, reach out to our listeners. You know, there's a lot of anger going around. There's a lot of sadness, a lot of despair. But um, it's good in a way that these kind of things are becoming more and more called out, right? Because, you know, even a year ago or two years ago, like this kind of stuff would just be sweeped under the rug. But, you know, there's a lot more people talking to a lot more people wanting change. And one thing that I I know, um, and this is from, you know, just experience from being in organizations where you do want to, you know, protect. You know, your, your first your first reaction is to protect your own. You protect, you know. The, the fact is, if everyone expects better, people tend to start being better. But it's hard, right? It's hard to fight against the notion that this is the way we've always done it. This is the way it's going to be. Um, but it does take... It does take those you know, few strong people to really stand up and say, "No, we got to be better. Let's expect better. Let's, let's let's expect more for more to be the norm." And yeah, so everyone, you know, keep keep speaking out, keep expecting more, and you know, um, and have confidence that people will rise to your to your expectations. I don't know. That's 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 what I got to say. Well, I didn't. Yeah. Um... And that's actually, I was debating on whether to make that my table topic because that can become a very lengthy discussion. And it's not that I want to shy away from it or nor that I, you know. And again, the liberty that we have with our podcast is that we can talk about whatever we feel like and whatever's relevant to us. So by no means are we trying to dictate this conversation. But um, I was already feeling a bit shaky and it's just so weird of like the domestic issues happening right now because I was in I am in New York and I was nearby Chelsea when the explosion happened and it was like a very surreal feeling because the night before the explosion happened I was in that I was one and a half blocks away from that the site of the explosion I was there all night like for six hours and so it's just a very it, it kind of Uh, impacted me a little bit differently to like feel everything on a much more visceral and like direct and you know close level um it's been upsetting and that's that's weird it's upsetting to recall like how and how many like an 86 podcast episodes we've we've you know brought this topic up and have had to have our therapy sessions and whatnot so um i do agree on a hopeful note that these occurrences like the responses are maturing or that the conversation is maturing towards a direction of action and resolution versus just spewing venom everywhere which i i i remain optimistic even though i continue to see horrible you know horrible responses but i feel like that's because that's that's dwindling yeah i mean it's it's the power of art to be able to um to dictate the conversation i'm really i'm really honestly very um encouraged by the fact that more asians are speaking out on it that people of color that are not black and you know and i see that and this is again from a a kind of a repetitive thing but even more so from the last time we had to talk about this um people are more vocal and they are being more passionate about the injustice that is you know that it it impacts us too and that it's not and and even if it doesn't directly impact us that that we are in solidarity and that we have compassion and that we care for those who are suffering from that injustice like that 
that's very encouraging for me. And I and that's why I'm glad that friends um, within my circle, at least, are remain vocal and that they're very intelligent when they speak on it. Um, that they're not just like rampaging, but that they're they're sharing very intelligent thought. That yeah, I think again. Hopefully, hope I I yeah. hope we are moving in the right direction. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but I'm a little confused. We're talking about the shootings, yeah, yeah, specifically not just because uh, you brought up the bombing. In yeah, York, so I'm just talking about kind of like domestic turmoil, like that we. I see. We're to... shaky right now. Yeah. Well, it's been yeah. a shaky. Well, even yesterday we were yeah. y- here in Los Angeles. We we had to yeah we evacuate Tuesday night Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, little Tokyo because of a, a bomb scare. I heard. So it's been happening everywhere. Yeah. Everyone's on edge these days. Yeah. That that freaked me out. Marvin well, texted me right when it was like what as it happened, and I freaked the hell out. Right. I was like. And then as as we were evacuating, we heard news about North Carolina, and so we were, it was a very uh, yeah. intense day. For everybody. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm... Well, glad you're okay. I'm glad you're okay. I'm um, glad you're That's safe. Terrible. And... Yeah. Oh. Let's, uh... Let, let's keep our head up, guys. Uh, on that note, um, every week we start off the podcast with a roundtable discussion on pop culture and Asian America, whatever's on our minds. So this week, um... Minji, why don't you start us off? With the big news. Well, my table topic was decidedly positive um, because I am, you know, despite the scare in New York and the awful things happening that, well, this was after, but on Sunday, um, the Emmys took, you know, did their thing. I think they had like a, they had a two day yeah. Emmys this year. Um, and congrats to Quest Crew that won for choreography, which is amazing. Yes. Yeah. They are amazing. That's job awesome. Quest Crew. And that's our fam. Like, Quest Crew was in collaboration two different years, and they dominated many times. I mean, they're just amazing, and I have so much respect for them. And so they won for choreography. Um, and then, and then, Alan Yang <laughs> and Aziz Ansari won for uh, Master of None for comedy writing. And specifically yeah, for, for the episode, episode uh, on parents, the Immigrant yeah. Parents. <laughs> Um, Which I kind of felt like my favorite episode was, was still Nashville. Yeah, I agree. I, <laughs> I mean, agree. That's where I am right have, now. Lily, but. have you guys all watched? Has everyone here watched Master of None? Yes. Of course. Okay, good. Because you never know. Um, or else get out. What were your <laughs> favorite yeah, episodes? That I agree with Nashville. Just like I loved it. I thought it was so good. Indians on TV. I loved that, that one. Was so that one was good. good too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I have to go rewatch it. <laughs> just thinking about the um, Gerard Lobo character who's like doing push-ups in the back while they're talking. He's doing burpees and stuff. Um, but no, and then Alan Yang made a really great speech. Just I cried. So funny. I, I watched it um, after because, of course, I wasn't watching the actual Emmys broadcast. I just cared about the things I cared about, which is terrible. Um, but yeah, his speech was awesome. He's just talking about how there's 17 million Italian Americans, and they got the Godfather, they got the Sopranos, they got little, and then Asians. There's 17 million Asian Americans, but we we got Long Duck Dong, which is great. And so he's well, we're we're getting that Bruce Lee movie that's starring a white dude too. Apparently, what? Apparently. <laughs> oh no! I wish you didn't tell me that right now. Oh, did you not you, know? You just ambushed me right now, Marvin. How, oh, I'm sorry. Why would you tell me that on air? To send because now I'm uh, reacting to it for real life. Paul has an existential crisis right now. <laughs> no, no, because that's what that's, makes that's, good entertainment. That's Paul, frustrating to hear. To, yeah. to put you through an emotional. You didn't hear about coaster. this? No, I did not hear about oh, this. Um, apparently, at um, 
which at a film festival right now, right? There's um, there's someone shopping around a movie about like this duel, this like spar between Bruce Lee and this kung fu master, but that's just kind of the setting of the story. The actual story is like a love story between like this fish out of water white dude and like some kung fu master's daughter or something. Oh God, that sounds awful. We can't even star in our own Bruce Lee movies. <laughs> that sounds so boring. No, I'm serious. Like not even talking about racial stuff as a story. That sounds incredibly boring and so unimaginative that I'm not even, I can't even get offended as an Asian American right now because that's such a stupid idea. <laughs> It's like the Snowden movie where they focused way more on Snowden and his girlfriend than the actual hacks that made him well, Snowden. Spoilers, I haven't watched Snowden Oh, I haven't yet. seen that either. Yeah. It was, so it wasn't good. Well, Does I it heard it wasn't Does good. Because, like, I, don't tell me. I don't, I, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, it's... I haven't seen it, but as soon as I saw that Shailene Woodley got top billing instead of Zachary Quinto, who was playing the actual Glenn Greenwald character, I was, okay, I'm out. This isn't worth it. This is the Oliver Stone movie? The Jiggle movie, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well, cool. I'm just going to go off of my smart friend's opinions like y- yourselves because I, I have a th- rule with movies because they're so expensive nowadays. Unless it's guaranteed, guaranteed to be amazing, I'm not going to go mm-hmm. anywhere. You know, unless it's $2. See, I go even when it's kind of like it might suck. No, I won't yeah. do it. It has to be like 80. No, it has to be like 90% or above on, on the tomato rock, meter. Or, yeah, or I'm not going to leave my house. If it's under 90%, I'll just read the spoiler on moviespoiler.com. I do that too with horror movies. And usually I go, I'm so glad I didn't go. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it, I knew it was going to be stupid. And then I read it. And I'm like, yup, it was stupid. And I saved myself Although $17. I did read the spoilers for Sausage Party. And it just made me want to watch it more. Oh. So, I don't know. Sometimes it backfires. They were mixed Anyways, reviews. Um, anyway, sorry. We got off we're, track. We're off, Asians. We're, we're talking about Asians. Tracks. Yes. Um, congratulations <laughs> to Aziz and to Alan. That's... I think it's really awesome that they won and they are able to have that in the platform because every time they get on stage, it's like it becomes another soundbite to add to the canon. Except right? for Aziz. <laughs> he got played off. Alan Yang oh. finished his speech, which was great. But Aziz, he did finish his speech when he came back on to, to present. Well, good. So I'm glad he yeah, did he that. Caught out his, I, he, I actually missed the Emmys because uh, I was driving back from a wedding. Okay. But uh, we were, it was like far away. It was way. a good so, Emmy. So I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Tatiana Maslany finally won for Orphan Black, which is great. Um, and, and Mr. Robot Dude. Mr. Robot Dude, yeah. First, uh, first Sorry, non-white I how to guy. Say his name. Ra- Rami Malik. Malik, okay. Yeah, yeah. First um, non-white dude to win the Best Actor Emmy in yeah. like seven, 18 years. Yeah. That's great. Well, I'm curious um, about Lily's thoughts because part of the reason why she requested to come on this podcast was because nobody in her school wanted to talk about stuff because... Emerson's full of white people, I guess. Mostly, majority white, private. <laughs> Do you college. really feel like that's the reason why they they felt not as interested as you? I don't know. It was also a weird room. My school had like an Emmy viewing party, and there weren't a lot of people there. And of course, at a entertainment school, everyone's trying to be like the funniest person in the room. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's I love you, Emerson, but you're also really annoying. <laughs> um, as, as, can be said about any college. Yeah. But uh, also, the Master of None Award was the second one of the night. 
and it happened so fast and I don't think everyone was paying attention but of course I my eyes were like glued to the screen and then Alan Yang won and Aziz Ansari won and I was super happy and then Alan Yang just started his speech and I very I kind of started crying but I was trying to hold it in because I knew it would kind of freak the room out if this one Asian girl was crying <laughs> for no totally cry. for no like, apparent yeah. reason you don't owe them any explanation to be honest um you know, should I, yeah. know how emotional you are. Remind yeah. me that I have something to say about that yeah. after you're done. <laughs> so it was amazing, and I was just... I remember looking around, everyone was just doing their things on their phone, and I was like, okay, I gotta reel this in, because no one apparently cares how big and important this moment is. And then after, straight after that, Kate McKinnon won, and I love Kate McKinnon, but so does the entire room. And then they started really celebrating, and Master of None just kind of swept under the rug, and I was really bummed that no one else was feeling the same way I was. It was so weird being the happiest person in the room. Mm. And then speaking of Constance Wu and Randall Park, when they came out, at first, you didn't get like a close-up of their face because they wanted to get like the outfits and her dress and stuff. And then some girl behind me was like, oh, hey, look, it's the big brother lady. And I just turned around and I said, wrong Asian. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, who is the what, big brother who's the lady? Brother? Well, yeah, who is it? Chen, I think Julie Chen. Who is that? No, I don't watch Big Brother. She used to be, or maybe she still is, I don't know, but she's a journalist and now she hosts the rally show Big Brother. Oh, cool. What was her reaction to being told that like she got the wrong Asian? Because like every time I call out someone for like I call out someone once for asking me the where are you really from answer? The, the where are you really from question. She got so offended that I like I called her out on it. I didn't fully make eye contact, I just kind of like yelled it over my shoulder uh, and then like well what was her response to that it you... got, she was quiet and I didn't hear anything and um and then of <laughs> course something and then they started talking people wanted to hear them and stuff but well I wanted yeah. to say <laughs> I wanted to comment on what you just said and, and also tie back to what Marvin said at the very beginning of the show um speaking up is important I mean of course you want to be respectful as much as you can within reason but at the same time like we don't have to go out of our way to accommodate everybody you know, Precisely. because they don't do that for you. I mean, they don't even know how to accommodate because we never have said anything in the past. And my my black friends specifically have told me about this uh, many times. They say, why do I have to make you feel comfortable mm -hmm. about how you're being racist towards me? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like, why do I have to make uh, accommodate your feelings when I'm telling you you're offending me? And I, I agree. I mean, I never thought of that before growing up. I, now I understand. I always felt this, this awkwardness or like frustration. And I realized it was because I was taught to just be uh, an easygoing, understanding, compassionate person. But there's sometimes where that's not the right thing to do. You don't have to accommodate people. And you can just tell them like, hey, that's not cool. And then if they feel upset by that, too bad. They need to feel upset by that so they can feel like, oh, this feels bad. <laughs> Maybe I should think about this next time before I open my mouth. Yeah. And then they'll remember that. So there is a time to be accommodating and there's a time just be yourself and live your truth. So if you want to cry watching the stupid Emmys, <laughs> cry. And if it makes everyone uncomfortable, awesome. Word. Because they need to know. Like, and I, this is not just a white person thing. I'm not trying to make it anything about us against them. But it's about like not hiding how you really feel. Because if we're trying to just connect and understand each other, you're not going to get there if we self-censor the most important part of our message. So don't feel bad about crying. Because honestly, that's a really interesting story if yeah. you did. Yeah. I also... just the, love you. Uh -huh. The way I felt about the parents episode especially like... It's weird because my, I'm adopted, so I don't have the parents' 
story, yeah. but I was just crying because I knew what it meant for everyone who did and for all the Asian kids that Alan Yang was talking about, the ones who were told never to go into media. Right. So I felt weird on that level, too, about showing how emotional all I was. All the more reason. To, cause because now, that now wasn't I know me. about that about you. So see, I learned more from you telling me that story. Now, <laughs> there's so many levels, guys. So many levels. Awesome. All right. <laughs> well, By the way, Paul, again. I just want really quickly want to say, everything you just said, I have gone off, like I've gone on my rampage because I say that to women about talking in relationships. Like that, that is so easily applicable to like so many different types of relationships that I completely agree with you that it's not just about race. It's just about being a human being and like right. owning your own feelings and being okay about being a human being and owning <laughs> yeah. your own feelings. I always right. thought it was well, so confusing because it's like, why, why am I going out of my way to like apologize for you when you, yeah. I, I, you're being racist towards me? <laughs> I thought it was yeah. weird. And then after my friends told me that it clicked, I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay that I tell you you're being weird, like offensive. Anyway, okay. All right. So Marvin's ready to move on. <laughs> Congrats again to Alan Yang and Aziz Ansari for their Emmy win. Looking forward to the next season of Master of None, which is coming out next year. So yes, you know, and uh, yeah, hopefully next year we'll see more Asians at the Emmys. Oh, and can I say one more thing that's potentially controversial, Go but I don't it. care because I'm really excited. All right, I'm really excited that Master of None is a really good show. Yeah, you know, I get, I get to applaud as an artist and as an Asian American. And usually yes. that doesn't always happen. That's you know? true. Amen. So, yeah. so it makes me really proud that like we we get representation and it's really really good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's all I'm gonna say. Awesome. All right. Let's talk about my topic. And um... <laughs> Marvin's just like I want to talk about okay. my thing right now. So let's talk. So NBC Asian America just had a snack food showdown. What is that? It's basically a tournament, like a March Madness tournament between Asian snacks to see who is the winner. How do they win? Like, how do they compete? Do they throw online them? poll? I guess one on one. Man, I yeah. really wanted these snacks to like be thrown at each other. <laughs> yeah, like, well, like battle bots, but with snacks. <laughs> you know, how would that like? Oh, we how can make would that it happen. Work? Just like is it like some sort of like make party, arrows like? out of pucky sticks or pe- oh. pe- pepero sticks? But then the I most saw- sharpest, then like the bugle, like the corn, like the the, the sharp ones would win. Right. I just want to call out the humor right now and totally troll Marvin for the fact that we were like on this like talk about identity and like the revolution, <laughs> the the evolution of television and telling more stories and creating opportunities for snacks. I'm just saying. I'm on like, board though. I yeah. No, snacks. I am too. Now that we're talking about pop, it's a roundtable. Like, we yes. all have our topics. <laughs> We all have our right, battles so, to so die what, what, Let's talk what's about next one. I mean, yeah. The well, winner was give us a play by shrimp chips. What? Which yeah. I I have also a story about shrimp chips for some other time, but that was a defining snack of my childhood. Really? The yes. Kalbi Why are we saving chips. this for another time? <laughs> shrimp chips won against Pocky. I am really surprised. Another Lychee defining jellies. snack of my time. The what jellies? Lychee jellies, like the little like jelly cups. Yeah, I'm not sad about that. Against the uh, 100 gummies, like the Japanese gummies. Yeah, I'm not oh, sad about that Oh, gummies either. all day. Against I'm sorry. The... What? Some of the lineups were really weird because I think in the second to last, it was Pocky versus like dried squid, which both are very good snacks, mm. but they're not anything like each other. Yeah. Against the occult and those little like... That's not a snack. That's like a medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Yakult... Is like the weird, sweet, but kind of weird tasting yogurt drink you drink in the morning so you don't like poop yourself. Does it, doesn't it make you poop yourself? You know what I mean. 
It like it helps, helps you, with digestion. Probiotic. There we go. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I drink it, but I, I don't know, look at it see, as I a didn't snack. know that was why my grandma told me not to drink so many of it because yeah. I just want to drink like the whole entire pack. I mean, it, it is pretty. And then I, mean, I now yeah. realize it's because yeah, she didn't want me to shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> when you have it for the first time, it's like this is strange. But then you're like, oh, this tastes good. But yeah. I've never thought, oh, this is a snack. That's a weird. Those little things that you get after like K barbecue. Yeah, they're like the tiny little oh. plastic bottles. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't. Anyways, I don't well, think it's miscategorized for sure, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I wanted to just um, bring it up. If you guys had your, you know, your, you know, everyone has their team, mm-hmm. right? What is your snack that you would you would have wanted to win this? Well, that's this, not uh, fair. Can I just tournament. give you my top five, a la Chris Rock? I know. I'm like, come here with a top ten list right now. <laughs> I feel like that's the best I can do. I'll tell you what mine's. Mine's are the. Um, there's this um, brand of cracker called Wan Wan. It's kind of like the like the the little rice crackers. That's a little bit sweet, a little bit um, salty. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of Is different tubes. No, it's in the little package. It's like oh. comes in twos. Um, I'll show you the picture. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Well, oh, it's like whoa, that. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I yeah, I know those. Yeah, those there's were a- my jam. I don't know. That's what they were called. I just well, called them. That's like the Taiwanese brand of it. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sure there's other versions of it. I mean, every, all of these have like But they're off-brand. made to look like old gold coins, right? Yeah. That's why they're shaped like that. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I remember that from cartoons. Those are my those are my jam. That. Awesome. Yeah. I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm I... uh-huh, no, go-, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just gonna tell you the story that well, I mean, while everyone's <laughs> oh, thinking. Know. <laughs> um, when I first met my stepmom, she says her vivid memory of me is I was sitting watching SpongeBob on my dad's computer and just eating shrimp chips out of this bag that was like half my size because I was pretty young at the time. <laughs> and she was like, who is this Asian child sitting in my office and what the hell is she eating? <laughs> so that's one of mine. Yeah. yeah shrimp that's chips how for, she met you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's how I met my From stepmom. Then on, your name was Shrimp Chip Girl. <laughs> I like no, just I, shrimp chip. That's cute. I remember liking them, but I'm surprised that they won the top. The top? They're, I think that's the like, number I mean, okay. one. I guess it's caveat the, is the like, cross section yeah. of nostalgia and flavor, right? I mean, the caveat is that's Paul, so myself, and Minji. We grew up in a bubble where we were surrounded by Asian snacks. I think for the vast majority of not that the math that's like generalizing, but I think for a lot of people, right. shrimp chips was kind of like their their entry point yeah, into we like. Did. Uh, shrimp chips or Pocky? Right. Yeah. yeah, I would have thought Pocky would have won. Pocky is is classic, but I feel like where's the onion well, then rings, there's, there's man? Like, there's where's, where's the onion rings, man? Like the onion rings, yeah. That that was in the that was in the the bracket too. Let's see who we it had lost onion against. rings. Like the yeah, the green bag. Man. It's like it's a the Korean, noisiest it's a Korean. bag oh, on the oh, planet. Right, yeah. I but I I had funions. <laughs> well, I saw onion rings at every Asian store, so I didn't even know that they're like a Korean thing, but. I lived, literally, I lived across the street, like, down one block from a Chinese supermarket, like, the Chinese supermarket in <laughs> Cupertino. I went there every freaking day, man, and it was, like, that's why I worked so hard at home. I did chores so that I could get my allowance. So the I finals was against Pocky. Is Pocky or Shim Chips? The, I mean, that's the front runners. That's one and two. Oh, okay. Um, Pocky beat my crackers. Okay. In the semis. Where on the chart did um, the tiny fish and the peanuts go? Oh. Which one was that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The I tiny so. little fish, and then they, like, bake them in some kind of syrup, and then they throw peanuts in there just because. Okay, it's like it's I'm... like seafood trail mix. <laughs> oh, it's trail mix size. Okay, for me, I'm thinking of, like, the... 
It's like street food where you get like a fish shaped. It's kind I of like a oh no, th- those are amazing. But yeah, you can't buy those in the store. You gotta make those fresh. <sighs> I'm so hungry right now. Um, <laughs> is just straight seaweed in the bracket at all? Because that oh, was also yeah. a snack yeah, for that, me. That's in the bracket too. That the trail mix you you're talking about lost to um, lost to top ramen. Ah, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh yeah, shin ramen should be in there somewhere. Um, that was my ramen. Oh no, <laughs> they picked the wrong brand, guys. Come on, everyone knows. If you're in middle school or high school, Sheen, that red package, you know, the red Uh-oh. means quality. Anyway, dude, well, I bu- I bought ramen yes or two days ago. At the, I went to H Mart and I realized I went three weeks without eating Asian food without eating <laughs> Korean food, and I I was genuinely getting emotional when bin. I walked in and I got the smell of the Asian market. I got like, oh my god, I'm home, <laughs> and then and everything's overpriced. I'm sorry, like just to complain about New York for a second. But yeah. I'm such a spoiled California girl who's like you know easy access. <laughs> affordable price like asian markets where you go to get cheap great food that probably has tons of msg and all sorts of like new sugars that they haven't even tested on humans yet but it's <laughs> so good and yeah it was right. expensive trip last thing good. before i move on um, <laughs> seaweed was beaten seaweed defeated the korean onion rings and then was defeated by my crackers so. <laughs> i see yeah well i would have honestly picked uh pocky personally yeah. but I do have a soft spot for the shrimp chips. Yeah. I used to collect Pocky boxes. I just had a like a bookshelf full of all the different Pocky boxes. And one of my friends went to Japan and she brought me back like six Japanese so only Pocky flavors. so many more flavors in Japan. Kit Kat too. Nice. They love yeah. their Kit Kat. Also, I never thought of making a tournament of snacks. I know. Why so do you, I'm, I don't do know if I'm that? either like annoyed or like amazed, like impressed. I don't know which one. Mm. Like... I'm cool. basically in your camp too, Paul. Yeah, like, I feel a little torn on ideas? this. Like, on one hand, I'm like, come on, guys, we don't need this. And on the other hand, I'm like, I really need to know the information. <laughs> it's all about that reader engagement, though. Yeah. yeah. This is something that I would definitely have when I was drunk. Like, this, this should have been like a podcast. The, like, yeah. Every day is a This would be round, a, right? a question with my friends at like the bar. We should start the Asian Snack Podcast. I'm just saying. All right. Anyways, moving on. Okay. Paul, what's on your mind? Uh, what is on my mind? I don't know. Oh, do you want? Well, honestly, what is on my mind is I need to wash my car. All right. <laughs> Speaking of driving, Minji, because um, well, I'm at the point now where <laughs> the car is so dirty, I'm like, okay, I can either I really should wash it or let this dust and dirt continue to accumulate because maybe it could develop this like protective layer. <laughs> yes, that's what I tell myself you too. Know? I haven't washed my car like since a, new a Vegas shell trip. Yeah. of protection. So when the know? apocalypse comes, like you won't even be noticed yeah. by the zombies because you yeah, have I'm at that point now. Where I'm like, which one do I want to go for? But now, now, if any of my friends hear this show, I already know they're gonna like draw a penis on my car. So. <laughs> mm. It's coming. But I, yeah. Anyway. Right. Well, now you put that in the yeah. universe. I'm it's sorry, pretty much guys. I'm gonna go wash my car. It's all right. Eventually. Well. Okay, so we, what else is on my mind? Technology? Is that what you're trying to give no, me? No, I mean, <laughs> we, are, we are running a little long, so if you oh, want to skip okay. it, it's, it's fine. We can. Want, yeah. Well, let's just leave it at that. Well, okay. Paul needs to watch his car, and we're running a little long, so we'll just leave it at that. Um, we'll take a quick <laughs> you break. You asked me what's on my mind, man. We'll, take, well, you know, we already know what's on your mind in terms of <laughs> Emmys and snacks. So true, true. We, we got a bunch of that. So... Um, <laughs> We're gonna take a break. Um, that was a that was a pretty Minji and Marvin roundtable, but you know, it's all right. We got Paul. No, we got, I we got, got Paul we next got session. Great so stories. Yeah. We got great Why can't we just have an extension show today, Mar- Marvin? 
Because this is going to be a nightmare for you to edit. You should just let it go. No, let good. it roll. We're good. <laughs> we're I good. agree. We're gonna Screw take a. Formatting. I'll be more entertaining. I promise. I'll step it up. I'll no, step you, it up. You, the next session's you all. Be more entertaining. Next session's all about you. So don't even worry about oh, it. Oh no! All right, here we go. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back to talk to Paul about his new album and whatever else is in that brain of his. Yes, please. Please hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to the Collabcast. Um, this is episode 86 um, with Paul Date and our intern Lily Rugo. The Collabcast, of course, is part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment, discovering, elevating, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of our Asian American communities. You can learn more about Collaboration by going to collaboration.org, where you can also find Collaboration digital content programs, including blogs, videos, and podcasts like this one. New this week is a green room session featuring live music featuring Joman Muhar, a singer-songwriter from the Richmond, Virginia area who played a live set for us in Washington, D.C. Check out his green room at collaboration.org or on our YouTube channel. Also new this week is a new episode of Collaboration Presents, a new podcast from the Collaboration editorial team taking a look at the hidden stories of the Asian diaspora. This month's episode features profiles of two Asian American creative leaders making waves in their respective fields. Um, Julia Cho, actor and producer at Artist at Play, and Tim Ma, executive chef and founder of the Tim Ma Restaurant Group in the Washington, D.C. area. Be sure to check out that podcast as well as past episodes of the Collabcast at collaboration.org. And don't forget to subscribe to us. Just got a couple of quick updates for you this week. Um, first of all, is a quick save the date announcement for our upcoming events in November. I'm, um, of course, talking about our Empower Creative Leadership Conference and our Star Finale Showcase taking place over the weekend of November 11th and 12th. Um, you can check out the event pages respectively at empower.collaboration.org and star.collaboration.org to find out more about each event. Tickets will go on sale soon, so please keep checking back for more information on that. The Empower Conference is, of course, our second annual conference uh, featuring keynotes, panels, workshops, and mentorship sessions from Asian American creative leaders in the fields of entertainment, including music, filmmaking, writing, comedy, and new media. And of course, Collaboration Start is our finale showcase, wrapping up the 2016 season of Collaboration. Up-and-coming Asian American artists from all across the nation will, will be convening in Los Angeles the night of November 12th to compete for the Collaboration Start national title. The night will also include some great guest artists and collaborations that you can only see live at the event. Um, it's taking place in Los Angeles, so save the date and start making plans. One last thing before we go, um, the Clubcast is proud to be a founding member of the new Potluck Podcast Collective, a new collective of Asian American podcasts and podcasters, bringing you fresh perspectives and unique stories from Asian America. The collective is gearing up for our official launch later in mid-October, but you can get a head start by following us at Podcast Potluck on Twitter, as well as checking out our website at podcastpotluck.com. And I think that's it. Um, don't forget, you can always contact the Collabcast by emailing us at podcast at collaboration.org. We always look forward to hearing from you. And with that, let's get you back to the show. And welcome back to the Collabcast. I'm Marvin, along with Minji, intern Lily, Hi. and Paul Date. Hello. Welcome back to episode eighty six. Um, we're this. I still can't believe we're at eighty six. I <laughs> thought we were at eighty nine. Anyway. Well, I mean, as I explained in the beginning, technically we're like ninety one. 
A moment of silence for all the lost podcasts. Yeah, pouring out. Your face is 91. I swear to God. Okay, anyway. Your face is... Paul. Yes. I'm so terrible. You have a new album out. I do. Invisible World that's been featured on Spotify. Mm Mm-hmm. And you had a big party for it that I went to. I mean, you couldn't, but you know. Yes, Stop thank you for coming. In. <laughs> it's well, it's impossible for her to be here when she's in a different state. It's true. It's okay, oh, Minji. I missed it too. She could have flown out for it. Just See, saying. Lily no, and I can. And, cry well, together. she was kind enough to be in my music video, so I think. Yeah, I think she's, she. She. I, I. If anything, I owe her. <laughs> I was more there scoops. than you were, Marv. No, okay. Yeah, Minji. But it was. Was uh, Paul's girlfriend in his mm-hmm. music video? Luckiest the, man in the world for life. four hours. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? This um, so I remember you talking about this this um album before I left for DC. Yep, I think oh, we started. Come on, guys, on it. <laughs> let's not kid around. Everyone has been hearing about this record for years. It's like how the many ba- years exactly? You know, well, okay. <laughs> You know the baby on Family Guy, um, <laughs> Bonnie, the neighbor, and they make that joke like Bonnie either have the baby or like you know what I mean because she was like pregnant forever on the show. Right. That was my record, and that was me. <laughs> You're carrying it, just yeah. getting it for yeah. like ever. And so finally, I had the baby, and now it's it's like in the wild. Well, the last time you were on the show, you were like you just came back from a retreat, where it was like all right, baby, time to get ready, right? And yes. tons of spoons. Oh yeah. So yeah, we uh we rented a cabin through Airbnb in Lake Arrowhead. And we get there and then the owner of the house is like, "Yeah, the the kitchen's fully stocked and you have full run of that place, like, you know, have a good time." And we get there, we try to like make lunch and we open the drawer and it's filled with only spoons. <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, so this other drawer has to have something else." And no, it's a drawer of only spoons. <laughs> Was there were there, 80 something spoons. Maybe they want you to make your own sporks, right? Like cut it. I don't know what. I have photos to prove it. I have to go find them, but. No, yeah. I, you Snapchat it. I did. Because I, I, yeah, I couldn't I was, believe I it. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> we will never be able to fully know the we influence of the, the conundrum of spoons. Yeah, how and the that furniture was kind of music. poorly put together and it was all kind of falling apart. And then uh, Sidebrain was like, well, of course. I mean, they assembled them with spoons. <laughs> <laughs> So which song on your new album is about the spoon drawer? That's what I'm saying. I feel like the whole album has a spoon influence, um, whether he intended to or not, or, or consciously did you play did that. spoons and incorporate it right. into... We should have, you know, I think we were just so caught off guard that we just ignored that there were spoons and only spoons. We didn't know what to do. We couldn't process that information because we were so, we, we felt like a little scared. Because we're like, are we renting from a psychopath? Like, <laughs> That's exactly what I would be thinking. Like, I'd what, be like, what is wrong? I need to leave. Why are we, what, you how? Know, I just rented a bunch of places in uh, for Airbnb for an upcoming trip. And that's kind of like the, behind the back of your mind. Like, all right, you need to check. Because some of these places look really nice, but they have like no reviews. Well, so well there, are, there were a like, lot of reviews on this place. And it's like, everything was great. But they were all like one or two sentences. Like, oh, it was great. The stay was wonderful. The view was right. beautiful. So was it by his friends who like I don't know. And then you know what? Because they like... require you to review when you leave too. Yeah. So my review was the same. I just put, oh, the view is amazing and the house is <laughs> really put Because put I was scared, house. man. I was scared by the spoons. They come after you with those spoons. <laughs> well, you would have done the same thing, right? You would have been like, oh, I'm, let's not talk about the spoons. 
I, I exactly unless it's like some reverse Willy Wonka test and he's like uh, waiting for the one person that's gonna be like uh there were just a bunch of spoons and he goes you win you, you win. win the factory <laughs> Charlie my boy you get to keep the house it's yeah sick. the house is yours keep I don't know this. but I I didn't have the the guts to like talk about the spoons because oh cause I erred on the side of safety and, and just not being What murdered. was he going to do? Like, come at you with a spoon? I don't and, know. Like, I didn't want to find out. Very blunt personal death. information, man. Like, there yeah. was money exchanged. There's exactly. some way that this... I would be scared, too. If, I completely... Yeah, if I would have loved not... to see what his reply was if he had called out the spoons. Like, actually, yeah. I can't use knives or forks because... I have a disorder. <laughs> See, I wanted to be respectful and also safe and cautious. And then also, it was my account on the line. Like, I used my account to reserve the place. Right, you, you know, didn't want to, like... I didn't want to be, like... Uh, you want to be labeled anti-spoon on your account for yeah. any future so, Airbnb, you know, re- like, rentals. That's true. Yeah, you yeah. could have put something very subtle. I could totally <laughs> see you, Paul, like, writing this really great glowing review and at the very, very end being, like... And a fork would have been really great. Like, <laughs> it would have said, like, that. we can only, because of the house, we can only drink soup. But, you know, other than that, it was great. <laughs> well, the rest of the house was kind of falling apart. Like, the towel rack would just fall off the wall. And I think you're at a murder house. <laughs> I don't know, man. But the, the point is, the record is done. Yeah. No, it, back it, to the record. It yes. released. It's great, too. Minji was talking about how it's her. It's, is it your running soundtrack now? Because I can't, like, it's kind of. There's a couple upbeat songs, but a lot of it's kind of like no, about, it's not oh, upbeat it's not at all. Right. What are you talking it's about? Wa- my wandering song, man. It's, it's the my... it's the saddest record possible. Invisible World's kind of upbeat though. There's like um, this, it's like, very spacey. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I wouldn't describe it as sad though. I describe it as there's a lot. It's very. It's very. Now that you put pregnant out there, it's like you're <laughs> pregnant with emotion, and there's it sounds it's very terrible. like clearly you're in a very very deep thoughtful place because there's always that music that's super like there was no thought put into this everyone was just kind of like the smoking weed and recording whatever came out of their minds kind of thing but this one's very like i don't know i'm in bushwick in brooklyn i'm surrounded by all this graffiti and all this like gentrified like half the the places are super modern and like you just like you're you're thinking about you know this about society and how we're all like evolving into these like capitalistic you know <laughs> lemmings and i don't know it was just it's like the perfect music to, well, to accompany that mood where you're i definitely like did want this record head. to be a record that you listen on headphones by yourself yes i didn't want yes. it to be a party record i mean it's it's clearly not a party record oh i'm bumping all my parties well then my sad emo parties <laughs> perfect all right great which no he one's holds every week other. by the way <laughs> Then it's appropriate. It's but if you're trying to have a good time, I wouldn't recommend my record. If you want to have some alone, um, what's the word? Reflection time? Reflective yes, moments? Reflective, yes. Yeah, and you're, maybe you ride the bus or the train to school or work, then uh, it might be a good record for you, especially when now fall, I timed it on purpose to mm-hmm. be released in the fall. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Perfect melancholy, you know. That was my weather. goal. Yeah. When it's December <laughs> and you're sad that, you know, for the record, though, uh, I don't want anyone to think like that. I, well, are you some okay, of the, Paul? Some, yeah, exactly. Are you okay? My friends, when I when I sent it to my friends like before we released it, I just wanted their opinion, and a lot of them replied with like, "Who hurt you? <laughs> are you okay?" Well, because the Paul that everybody knows, over? like the Paul that's on our podcast right now, is so full of life always <laughs> and just laughing and 
full of the wittiest jokes and then it's a really great and to me that's what's like so great when I heard the song that when we made our uh, music video which I'm just biased because that's my favorite song off the record um <laughs> You know the comments like, gonna be about Minji, right? Like, who's that girl? Why she? Oh, that guy? shut up! Not at all. Sure. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm really curious to see what the final thing is. But yeah, I'm I mean, just gonna replay to we... all of them with winky face, winky. <laughs> 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 you don't know. I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, and then when you played it at Collab LA, and it was just like, I don't know. I love, I love. Well, when you mean I, I eventually played it at Collab LA. You what? When I eventually played it. Yeah, eventually because there played. was a pre-show that was unplanned. <laughs> yes. Do you yes. want to talk thanks about to, just okay. but thanks to Minji, it went really well. Yeah. I'm so glad you were there to save me, Minji. Yes. You guys both reached in. So what Paul was talking I, about is at our last collaboration LA show. Um, for some reason, maybe like his just you know his setup just wasn't working, mm-hmm. and we had to, they had to like pull dig deep the, into their improv training and yeah. just like entertain the audience for a good. At yep. least like five minutes. Well, uh, yeah. it's not a Paul Date show if something doesn't horribly go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or if the show can't start on its own. Even at my release party, I I don't know if you noticed, but I got caught on the I microphone didn't notice, stand. And I was recording the whole thing on like Periscope. So and I was like, like of I, course, yeah. I can't move because I'm caught. <laughs> my mic cable is stuck on the bottom of this stand. And I'm playing the violin at the moment, so I just have to like bend down and like hunch over the table while this section. I thought that is was just some rock star move. You're yeah. like, you know, like. And then being I was like, alternative. Excuse me, guys. And then I had to stop playing for like a second, and then move the stand and like throw it across the stage. <laughs> and I'm like, cool, I'm free. At least that was less of a technical issue, more of a positioning cable issue right like everything it's else all of the above and it's I'm, awesome. I'm really convinced that somewhere in my subconscious i get nervous about being on stage so i do stupid things like that to just remind myself that it's not that important you know i mean yes. it, it is important but i mean you're still a human being yeah and uh no matter what like you have friends that are gonna support i'll tell you, you right now everyone still loved it you know thank you even like your 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 delayed set at club la was like no one felt it was like oh they're wasting my time because you're like you're such a charming dude ah. minji's a charming lady and you guys have good rapport you know you can well, tell why she's your pretend girlfriend on your music video like oh in the video that's not pretend oh <laughs> Oh, that's four hours of our we lives. Were, we low. were method. We were method. My <laughs> Totes method. For that, it was Enjoy real. Santa Monica Pier. Yeah. No, method. but that was like it's funny that we got commentary on the like the save or whatever because I didn't feel like I was there to save Paul. I was just like, he's got he needs a few minutes. Let's hang out. Like, oh, you slack. Like I was so. <laughs> I love just, slack. <laughs> yeah, I love slack for collab. Except it's stressing me out now because now I'm thinking about work while I'm oh. on stage. But it's just like that flow, and it, it was it was. We were using fun, slack so. for um. And that's what I heard. And you're joking, yes. like this always happens every performance. It does though. Whatever. It really does. And and I've sadly had to restart my computer in front of an audience more times than I really want to admit. But that's part of technology and Maybe using you it switch to... to a PC. I'm just saying. No, Matt's oh, kind of are you kidding you me? Yeah. <laughs> no thank you oh no i mean there. i'm not i'm really i'm joking i'm not against uh windows at all because i've i've had both growing up but uh right now like it's it honestly is my fault it's never the computer itself it's always some setting that i didn't realize or it's some kind of thing that i accidentally deleted you know so how do you know it's just not maybe the automatic like shutdown practice. thing maybe <laughs> Or maybe it was my subconscious, you know again, instead of trying to, like, prove to myself that I'm a human being, maybe it was just 
my excuse to try my stand comedy material. Yeah. You have a very like mischievous yes, subconscious. I feel like I think so. Somewhere like, deep down in my brain, there's like like some kid going. <laughs> Well, because, I mean, maybe I inherited this philosophy from just my, my parents or, or just from my own discoveries in life. I've uh, embraced this mentality of if something's going to go wrong, like, make it awesome. That's true. You know? Like, yeah. if, yes. if you're going to trip and fall, like, make it look incredible. Did you... What do you think took you so long? Like, oh, I want to know. Well, there's so I, I'm in my own like. Trust me, I have a notebook full of crap that I've wanted to make and like yeah. things I want to do that are still in my notebook. So I'm curious, like what? And of course, if it's super personal, you obviously no, not share. at all. Um, I mean, it is. Of course, it's personal, but I would be more than happy to share. Uh, as you know, my backstory is I'm originally a classical violinist from when I was a child like before i literally could make a memory i played violin so i grew up with it and then that was supposed to be my life path i was supposed to go to usc thorn school of music and be a violin performance major and then maybe find an orchestra job or some some kind of classical music thing but i had a little bit of a identity freak out the first day of school and i quit that day and i just kept walk i had one lesson with my new violin teacher and I didn't practice all summer long, so I was really <laughs> rusty. And then he just stared at me, and he's like, well, we're going to have a lot of work to do this year. And he looked uh, so disappointed in me. And I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't want to learn from you. <laughs> was you this know? USC? Yeah. Okay. And I was like, I understand. I, didn't, I don't play very well anymore because I didn't practice all summer. But I don't like this feeling where I have to live up to your standards and your mm. expectations because this is my life. This is my education and I want to be happy. That's why I do music to begin with. So I left that room and I kept walking and I just kept walking to the music admissions office and I was like, I would like to quit, please. <laughs> and they're like, wow. okay. And I was like, oh, it's that easy? And they're like, yeah. Do You're you probably wanna- one of like... At least like twenty students who like decided to quit music that day, though. Right? Maybe I don't know, but um, I I didn't even have time to really think about that because as as I get older, those kinds of decisions become more and more scary. But when mm. you're eighteen, you know it's whatever. And uh, I was like, okay, but if I don't play the violin, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. And so they're like, well, the the jazz department's holding open auditions today for the voice department and i was like okay i'll go do that so i walked over i sang a song and they're like sure you're in <laughs> and then my life was forever changed for the better and and that started that whole process of like trying to figure out like why do i make music um what is the point of all of it like why do we make art you know and i realized like it's because i want to be happy i want to help other people find happiness or or just like satisfaction through being able to express themselves because not every song i write is happy Clearly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um, just having that sense of satisfaction, knowing that you like got it out of your system, you know, and, and I really look at music as a conversation and I put out, hey, I'm feeling this way. Anyone else? And if someone re- replies with me too, like that feeling is amazing. So that's why I do it now. Mm-hmm. But coming from classical, then going into jazz and then realizing like there's so much more music out there than ever that I ever knew. I finally felt permission which is weird you know because i felt like there was only one way to make music because of Mm -hmm. the way i was taught and institutionalized you know yeah and uh then i I realized like i i have the right to go anywhere i want in this world of music and try new things and learn new things and so i i was able to finally 
you know, integrate this love of hip hop and R&B that I've always had growing up with the jazz training that I was so fortunate to, to yeah. have gained. And then all the classical foundation that I had since I was a kid and put it together. But it took a long time to figure out how to balance it all out and really figure out what I wanted to say. So my first record that I ever put out is more of like a jazz live, uh, like a hip hop soul, neo soul kind of record. And then I went the opposite direction after that and had some like acoustic folk song thing. <laughs> And then I didn't put anything out for five years because I still was like, I don't know what I want to do. I know I love hip hop and I know I love to sing and I know I love R&B, but I don't know how to make what I want to make yet. So it took a long time to figure it out. And so I just wanted to make friends, go out, live life because that's really important, it turns out, Mm -hmm. especially if you want to make art. Yeah. And so I got so lucky that I I, um, met all these really awesome people at Low In Theory Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and also just hanging out with collaboration people too, because uh, it's a pretty cool network of people. And Thank you. and uh, just cool. you're checking yeah, in the mail, yeah. And uh, just just being in that part of that community, the musician community, the entertainment community, and just the social activist community, and all that stuff uh, has helped me figure out what what I wanted to be as both a person and as an artist. And so I know this record took. A really long time, but I feel like it's worth it. It, it um, I mean, I'm not saying it's it's the best thing in the world, but I mean, for me, I'm very satisfied and very happy and very proud of of what not just me, but because I had all these people kindly help me on it. I had a co-producer, um, Peter Hong from mm-hmm. uh, Studio Five A, mixed it and ma- and mastered it, and so he made it sound beautiful. And of course, Sidebrain, my co-producer took all my ideas and made them sound way better than I could have on my own. So this was the first time that I actually collaborated with people too. And so I learned so many things and that's why it took so long, Minji. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. I didn't know like 70% about that about you. Oh, cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it really is a lifetime journey to get to even this. And now that I finally put it out, I hope I can speed up the process a little bit. (laughs) It took a long time. Also, hope a computer crash doesn't oh, happen yeah. again in there. Oh, yeah. I lost my record halfway through because my hard drive died. You should just have a backup of the CD ready to go so you can just pretend to play <laughs> while you go. Oh, I learned now, though. I, I back up everything, like, multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's please, the work of a pro. Please, everyone, listen to me. If you make anything, yes. back it up. Back, do it. Back, it's worth it. Pay it for it. Because if you don't, you will regret it as I have. And it's not <laughs> worth it. And also, it's really embarrassing when your system goes down and you don't have a backup. It's like um, when you spend hours on the perfect spreadsheet or the mm-hmm. perfect document. Mm-hmm. And then work crashes. Mm-hmm. And then you realize it didn't save for the last yep. Well, now hours. they have autosave. But still, you don't know at what point they autosaved it. So you could sure. have lost yeah. any percentage of it. Or you spend hours on a great podcast inviting, you know, two to three, four guests to come talk with you. And then you forget to record. Something like that. <laughs> well, the perfect you spreadsheet? Record, once was you forget to... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you wait. I, I don't know why that didn't register either. That was a really strange point of reference. I take pride in making my spreadsheets look awesome. Okay, formatting, colors, formulas, that fonts, is formulas. All up in Marvin's world, right like, there. Don't like back when I was working in a studio doing supply chain. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a lot of creative outlets, so what I had <laughs> was making beautiful spreadsheets. I don't know whether to high five you or hug you right now. <laughs> 
think both. Please do both for me. Paul, I cannot, I, I'm not there to do it. Because there was, I no joke. When you said that, like there was like this, a weird, a weird like emotion I got from you. It was like a happy excitement and like a deep sadness. <laughs> Because you really fucking love spreadsheets, but then, like, you had to, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Minji knows. I like putting colors. I like... No, he gets really okay, and that's what I didn't know. And when you don't know that about a person or a friend, you know, a co-worker, like, you... I felt bad because I didn't appreciate it as much as Marvin (laughs) needed it to be appreciated because that's his art. You know what I'm saying? I also take time to, like consider the ux and like freeze the paint to the right place yeah. so if you're scrolling down you still get the headers and the information you need like there's a lot of thought that goes in those spreadsheets there is no, it's just that, that sentence do. on its own I must, was i do appreciate <laughs> and admire a good spreadsheet i'm not kidding i'm serious because i have been invited to share some amazing spreadsheets and i'm like wow <laughs> this is beautiful Oh, Marv, Marv got, got, he got kind of sad because I was like totally praising someone else's spreadsheets. And, How dare you? And, and I had never, I guess up until that moment, had never taken the time to like acknowledge Mar- or praise Marvin's as much as I did this other person's. And I genuinely felt like a shitty friend. I was like, oh, sorry. I do. I appreciate your spreadsheets so much. I'm sorry. I, I literally was like, yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she did a good job. I felt I guess. it, you guys. It was so palpable. Where I was like, okay, he's really hurt. So I, <laughs> I need to, I need to make up for this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's oh, my jazz. I was actually in jazz band, so I do appreciate the. Um, I, I do recognize, like, I didn't go down that path, but like, just understanding what jazz is and what it brings does open your mind to things like, like improv and like mm-hmm. art and what. The possibilities, because it's all about possibilities. And yes, like, and not, I really, I feel that the, the philosophy here. should always be, you know, driven by fun, and mm-hmm. or at least just enjoyment or satisfaction, contentment. You know, I mean, yeah. contentment, Con- content, contentability, <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, all of that. Being fulfilled. I think contentment because is it's not always word, fun, right? like in the word word that it's like ha ha ha. You know, yeah. it's it's fun in that you're you're expressing yourself and becoming more whole i was reading the autobiography of uh, felicia day who is um another youtube star she collaborates with um with jane sometimes mm-hmm. and she was talking about how she was a violin major in mm-hmm. college and just how like that life is just you're just practicing in the cave for yeah. hours i mean it end. can be yeah. awful if you want it to be yeah. it can also be beautiful it depends yeah. i mean it's different strokes for everybody right but for me uh i i didn't want that life i wanted to go outside <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know that sounds like I'm making fun of that world because no, no. I'm not. Because yeah. some people really want that; they enjoy it. They really enjoy that sense of accomplishment where you worked and worked and worked, and you like got got it. You know, yeah. got it down. Well, I was in no, I was in band. I mean, Lily, you were in band too. You're in high school. I used to play the cello. Yeah. So oh my God, Lily, your this... goals. You're my hero. Oh, <laughs> there's this cello. like, there's this really sense of accomplishment of just like practicing practicing something for so long, just like going out and nailing it right in the same know? way that I'm, yeah. i imagine that people feel when you work out at the gym you yeah. know or you swan you swam 100 no i'm serious totally it that. is I'm, like it is like working out got my pr right there yeah. so, i will never yeah. know that feeling yeah i don't i oh, won't either wait till you get older but, and you have to because you're not <laughs> no. i do i've gone bro um but paul the one thing that i think is so admirable about your whole like 
showing up the first day and quitting because I, I never knew that you did that. That is <laughs> so, I mean, it's funny because you're talking about it like, well, that's what you do when you're young. And I was like, I yeah, did that for when Japanese you're 18. Class. No, oh, that's what I'm saying. I don't think a lot of young people do that. I think there's at least the Asians that I knew and myself included. I was so wrapped up in like this plan or this like ought to abide by rule book ridiculousness that like even if I'd had that that impulse, like there's no way that I would have actually done that. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I would have been well, like. Well, I guess that goes in that philosophy of if you're going to do something that's potentially awesome. bad, make it amazingly bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's but so it turned good, out though. that my amazingly bad decision was actually the best decision I could have made. Exactly. I'm all about amazing bad decisions, though. But I feel like that's a like a lot of people do is that they 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 reject their impulses usually because they're you're either like dictated by this structure of rules or this like you know notion of what what's right and wrong, right? You're not supposed to go against the plan that you said I'm gonna do. Da 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 da. There's money going into this, my parents and all this stuff, and like sure. you, that's why you go there. Well, I'm not going to lie. It is scary. I mean, it gets scarier as you get older. I mean, even with this record, I really didn't know what people... I didn't. I honestly didn't think anyone was going to come to the release party, to be oh, honest. You, you I'm serious. The house, well, man. I, I... You know, it's been so many years, you know? Yeah. So, I, I so mean, I knew, like, maybe it. my friends would show up, but other than that, I had no idea what mm. to expect because it's been so long that I was really scared and nervous. And then when the album went on uh, all on all the services on like it's on Apple Music and Spotify and Amazon and all of that stuff, I was like, "Is anyone gonna listen to it or care?" Because I I have no point of reference anymore. So I was really nervous. And then thankfully, um, Spotify picked my record as one of their like fresh picks of the week. Yeah. So cool, <laughs> you yeah. know. And and I I'm sorry. I know that. I'm not trying to brag, but um, I was I was really brag. really happy about that yeah, because it, it really showed me that uh, that hey, <laughs> people like it. Yeah, like enough people like it that yeah. you know. So good. Our, so our message to young people like Lily is just you know, <laughs> do your thing. But again, again, praise or no praise, I'm very proud of the record. Exactly, so, I think that's the awesome. biggest like win out of all of that because like I think that's very counter like cultural right now because we live in a in in a very speed and uh just make whatever the fuck you can make on your phone kind of society right now mm-hmm. which is honestly and that's the way i've been operating in a lot i get so much anxiety that like marvin knows this well i'm like we just need to put something out we just need to like that's i'm not saying like crap but sometimes timeliness you feel like you get so bogged down by that Right. Well, they say finished is always better than perfect. Yeah. 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 So, and and that's, I I have so much respect for you to like be that stubborn about (laughs) making it the way that, so that you feel good, right? When you release that, you're like, all right, guys. Well, if if you're you're an artist, you should be selfish because why else are you making it? You know? Right. Yeah. You, that's your responsibility. You're making art. You're putting yourself into it. So you should be selfish. And and really like say what you want to say. Word, man. I Unless you're getting paid now. to do else, like <laughs> otherwise, you know. Like, yeah. cause I mean, we live. I'm not naive. <laughs> we work in the entertainment industry. Like, there's jobs and then there's art. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. I know yes. one. I know true. which one is happening whenever it's happening. Anyway, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> good, t- good talk, guys. <laughs> hope, hope you. Uh, just giving, that, uh, I love working. So if you have jobs for me, please, please hire me. Money is nice. Yeah. 
and and I promise I'll do everything I can to do a good job. So I am for hire, guys. If you want music, talk to Paul. If you want some awesome writing, talk to Lily. Please yep. hire me. If you like <laughs> some, you know, podcast production, talk to me. But uh, we're also gonna get Paul into the co- like he just mentioned stand up comedy. I'm I would trying to love get this to, school to uh, go to acting school or you, like whatever. Paul would be hilarious. I would go to all of Paul's shows. Um, but Seriously, on, to extrapolate that philosophy about learning new musical styles, why does it have to stop there? Yeah. Musical Keep comedy. <laughs> yeah. Steve Martin yes. style. Just you and the violin. Well, I was thinking of having a show where I really embrace that my show always like has technical difficulties. So I thought maybe I could do a one-hour set in which... That's my show That's where like I'm about to perform crap, at any minute, but I, I can't. Like, I'm sorry, guys. And then at the end, like, I'm out of time. God, thank you. Thank you so much. I love you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And you're just Buddha, doing improv the entire time. You, yeah. that, that'll be you and it's, Minji. It's a very it'll Victor. Do you know Victor Borga? Technical no. difficulties. He had a show where like, he was like about to play a song, and then he kept getting interrupted. And then he would just be like, oh, well, I guess the show's over. It'll Goodbye. just be that segment, segment from Club LA, but like an entire show <laughs> of you and Minji just riffing yes. while Let's Paul tries to plug his computer in. We could take it to Broadway. Technical totally difficulties random, with Paul Dante yeah. and Minji Chang. <laughs> Let's I do will it. totally randomly wa- wander out on stage and like just... <laughs> All right. Comment like, and mic's up and everything ready to go. Yeah. Oh, I can hear it in Marvin's voice. He's trying to wrap up the show, but you you notice that I'm not letting it happen, guys. <laughs> Neither am I because we're yeah. on a, we're no, no. We this got, is we honestly gotta... the most I've talked to Minji in weeks, so it's I'm just true. catching up with my good friend here. <sighs> All right. Yeah, we are. Anything else you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Anything else? Uh, oh, please listen to my record. <laughs> All right, that's wrap up. So <laughs> yeah, that on is that. No, we're gonna. <laughs> It is on that Apple Music, that, Spotify, Amazon. Uh, what what else is it on? Title? I I don't know. It's on. It's, it's, on, it's on. It's on. Oh, Google Music. It's on Google. All right. And uh, if you do have Spotify or any of these streaming services, please feel free to press play and have it on repeat and just put it on mute. Oh, that's what I did last night. <laughs> when you, whenever you leave your house, you know, just whenever you're gonna go out for a walk or go to dinner, just press play and leave. That 25 cents of revenue you're getting, that's from me right there. Yeah, press play and yeah. walk away because uh, it every bit <laughs> helps. All right, that's gonna do it for our show. Uh, and if you happen again. to actually enjoy it, all the better. <laughs> thanks again to Paul Dante for joining oh, us. Oh, you're trying to leave, Marvin? Thanks again for the... <laughs> She has a call. All right, all right. Thanks for having me, everybody. It's so good to talk to you. Thanks again. Thanks to Lily for joining us. Uh, We'll have her back on uh, intermittently during her internship. I want to hear all the stories from Lily. I want to hear about your cello. I want you to bring the cello. I want you to play on air. Okay, just... I can play it, but I'm not good. It's one of those, like, I put... Eight years in, but I only practice for about, like, three and a half of those. So, So, okay. Tangent. We're going over. Oh, have, have, the show ain't over. I have eight years of so playing my flute and my trombone, but it takes, according to science, 10 years is what you need to like make your brain super healthy and live long. Mm-hmm. So I need to like, find two more years of musical practice somehow. Of punishment. Is that Yodeling. cumulative? Does it have to be in, in succession of one another, or they can be 10 scattered-ass years? Rapping. I don't know. I don't know. I can still read music, so you know, just if anyone has an amateur jazz band they want me to join. Um, I don't know. Anyways. Over my lifetime, I think I've accumulated at least ten years of attempting to clean my room, and <laughs> I don't think it works like that, Minji. Damn it! All right, well, Paul, where else can out. people find your stuff? PaulDate.com uh, and uh, Facebook.com/slash PaulDateMusic. 
And it's coming soon on YouTube.com slash Baldate, a music video Ooh. starring Minji. Oh. <gasps> Woo! Get ready for that. And Lily, besides collaboration.org, the website where you write for and work for right now, um, where can people find your other amusings? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, L-I-L-Y underscore R-U-G-O. But more importantly, you can follow Collab Boston on all of the social medias. It's Collab Boston on Snapchat, Instagram, and I think we're Collaboration Boston on Facebook. But follow Boston. We've got some cool stuff coming up this year. Are you doing Collab Boston work during Collab, like global work? Because, you know. Yes. I, I didn't authorize that. This is, <laughs> I am living the full collaborative life should right I now, guys. <laughs> this sounds serious. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to send us an email, there was an email that came in, but we're running long, so we'll save that to next week. But <laughs> if you want to send us an email, uh, you can send that to us at podcast at collaborative.org. You if knew you have this any, was going to happen when you invited you have, me to be a guest. <laughs> if you have any feedback, questions, or known. just, uh, you know, topic suggestions for us, uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or wherever podcasts are found through our RSS feed. Um, if you do subscribe to us on iTunes, please leave us a nice rating and review. Um, it does make us feel good, and I like to read what people think. <laughs> uh, thanks again. To, I think we're going to use your song. Thanks again to Paul Date for supplying this, yes, thank this you. episode. I love you guys. Thank you for having me. That was Invisible World off of his... Yeah! Our song! Awesome. <laughs> off of his album of the same name. You can find that on all the places that he just said. You just rewind yes, the podcast. Please. Press like play and walk away. Thank five you. Minutes and um, you can hear that. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Paul. Of course. It is always um, an honor. Please have me back again. Yeah, and next time, I'll be better behaved. No, it's okay. No, I'll you stay. I think I just need to be more maybe you'll be able to read that email one day. Yeah, maybe. Sorry about that, Alvin. We'll read it next week. Sorry, Alvin. Um, oh, we had an email from Alvin? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now this, I want to read this it. This has been the collab cast. <laughs> You'll find out next week. Just oh, tune okay. in. All right. I'll just show up again. Thanks. Thanks, Ninji. <laughs> yeah, Hope you're surviving it. out in New York. You still got a couple weeks out there. So, uh, you know, stay alive. Try not to let them destroy you. I oh, will. and thank you, Collaboration, for validating my parking. That's such a big deal. Oh, no problem. It's a big it's deal. It's LA, man. That's like I the know. most important thing. It is. I feel like I should give you my first child. All right. All right. Okay. Mission Thanks Minji, for listening, everybody. Please get back, to, get back here safely. I will. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.